You are live with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with John Beeler. We have a pretty cool show today. Lots of tech to talk, which is our favorite subject on this program. We're going to be talking about the metaverse. You're going to hear this term more and more. It is uh, Web 3.0. This is the future of what's happening with the internet. And it's important that you start uh, absorbing some of this information because that whole world is going to change. On this show, uh, later on, we'll be talking about the metaverse and Walmart. Walmart's going in on it big time. So we'll uh, explain what that all means. We'll also be talking with the folks over at Whisker. This is a fun little company we found down at the Consumer Electronics Show, John, that you are just in love with. It's robots for your pets. Exactly. So if you've got pets, you like technology, stay tuned for that. We'll also be chatting with the folks over at TELUS. They've got a new virtual pharmacy that will make it much easier for Canadians to get their prescriptions online and virtual. John, let's get uh, into some of the tech news, as uh, we always do in the first segment uh, of the show. Uh, one, <laughs> one, one story that caught my attention was FedEx. It looks like they're not going to be able to put lasers on their plane. <laughs> Explain. <laughs> well, they, they had requested the ability to put lasers on the plane that would basically be anti-missile lasers, basically there was, I guess, some concern in some countries that FedEx delivers to that they have pirates that will launch missiles, you know, probably from a handheld rocket launcher uh, to the, on their planes. And they had requested the ability to put infrared laser countermeasure systems. And <laughs> it's, uh, it's basically a laser pointer that they asked for so that it blinds incoming missiles before they hit. I'm like, so it's not many, shoot. It's not shooting the missiles down with lasers. It's blinding them. No, it's more of a distraction so that it doesn't actually hit the target. But I'm like, how many FedEx planes have been launched at? I, I don't know. I I haven't heard of a lot. No, no. I'd have to research that a little bit more. But I don't know if you know bad guys are going after the FedEx planes. Well, they don't know it's a FedEx plane probably until. It's right over them. Yeah. Unless they're tracking planes and trying to take out supply chain and blah, blah, blah. You know, those are economic terrorists <laughs> <laughs> blowing our packages out of the sky. Anyway, it, it looks like that's not happening. Obviously, I, I don't think the FAA would ever allow anything like that. Do you? No, but it's apparently in 2006, they did test something from one of the military contractors. <laughs> the FedEx did. <laughs> crazy, crazy times. Uh, let's talk Tesla. They uh, are killing it the past year. They are delivering more vehicles than ever. One of the big promises that Elon Musk has made, the CEO of uh, Tesla, is that they would have a full autonomous driving mode. And you can actually purchase this with the car when you either buy the car or later on. You know, I have a Tesla Model 3. I can actually go into my screen and uh, lay down my credit card. I think it's $10,000 to get <laughs> this advanced <laughs> full self-driving mode. And it's actually going up another $2,000, John. He keeps increasing the price, but it's not working yet. Like, I, I'm so glad I didn't buy this. I love the dream. I love that. But, you know, they are doing beta testing, but it's just not widely available yet. Like, you're paying ten to $12,000 for this feature, and it's a lot of money. And I don't even think it's transferable when you sell the car. Which is crazy. I mean, that's the whole weird thing about software subscriptions 
Yeah. When when we hear these stories of people like falling asleep behind their wheel of the Tesla and they're like on the highway at highway speeds, sleeping in the front seat, do they have this or is it just the auto steer? I I think they have a more advanced version of auto steer. Like I have auto steer, came with the car. It comes with all the Teslas. It's just basically keeps you in the lane and it keeps you, you know, it's like an adaptive cruise control. So if there's something in front of you, it'll slow down and and match that speed and it'll make sure you don't go outside of the lane. The more advanced version is supposed to be able to take you off and on freeways and apparently now can, you know, see traffic lights and stop signs and stop. Uh, But it's still not, they haven't worked all the kinks out of it yet. And you know what? They don't even have the regulation for it yet. There's no place that I know that would allow this in city streets. No, that, that's the other big thing, too, is it's such an expensive, expensive add-on in Canada, but there's no way Canada is going to be the first to allow this. <laughs> yeah, you've already got these idiot, idiots, like you said, that are, uh, you know, sleeping behind the wheel. And, you know, it's resulted in accidents, John. You know, there, there have been some fatal Tesla cra- crashes down in the U.S. because of this, because people just falsely rely on this autonomous mode, and it's not ready yet. But anyway, I just, I'm still, I, I don't know if he can deliver this anytime soon. Like he's, he's talking about, you know, last year was supposed to release. Now it's this year. Uh, they're coming out with subs- uh, a subscription mode. So if you didn't buy it, you can subscribe monthly. Like how much is that going to be, John? Well, that's what I was going to ask you is like, there was a lot of talk about the subscription mode, but I didn't ever remember hearing it actually being available. I think, John, I think it's going to be like at least 200 bucks a month. Yeah. And how could it be any less? Like, let's pretend you bought the full version, like the one-time price. And let's just say we'll round it to 12000 which I think is going to anyway. Um, you know, over, and how long are you going to have that car? Let's even pretend you had it 10 years. You know what I mean? Like that's a thousand bucks a year. Yeah. Or, you know, around that, around that price, sorry. Yeah. Um, or 1200 <laughs> a year. So 1200 a year. So that's going to be like a hundred bucks a month. My question was, can you pay as you go? Like, can you like, oh, I don't need self-driving this month, but maybe next month when I'm doing a lot of road Apparently trips. Apparently you can. Yeah, so you can turn it on and off when you need to. But still, like if I was going on a big road trip, do I want to pay 200 bucks? Maybe. Again, until we actually see it functioning and not killing people. So, John, if, if you had a car and you could get a subscription for full autonomous mode, like what's, what's the, the top price you would pay a month for that? Well, I'm already paying pretty top price for my car payment. Yeah. <laughs> so, and you've already got you've got John, <laughs> right? And I enjoy drive. driving. Yeah. So, um, it's it's really tough to say because how well does it work? I don't want to be the guinea pig. We're also hearing now um, a Tesla owner in the U.S. is up for uh, manslaughter charges over an autonomous driving incident where it actually killed a pedestrian oh my god oh so, my. see that's my worst nightmare right and like if you're, you're an idiot tesla owner and you just fall asleep in your front seat like if you die that's your fault but when you start killing other people but that's that I mean that well that's not the holy grail but the holy grail of autonomous vehicles is being able to just get in and have the car take you home it's yeah. like having an uber driver without the driver exactly right and that's and, what uber's working on too right well, everyone's working on it. You know, there's rumors of Apple still working on it. Um, th- that's what everybody wants. But until we take other people out of the highways and <laughs> the humans? pedestrians off the roads, yeah, it's not going to happen. I mean, I-, I just think of like the 
in Total Recall, the original Arnold version, the little Johnny Cabs were exactly this scenario where a little robot will drive you around and take you where you want to go. Just imagine going out to the bar and not having to worry about it. Oh a my God. I, John, in. I would love that. Yeah. Not like I'm a big drinker, but it'd just be nice to have that opportunity and that available. Well, just to not have to think about it. And even like, you know, we travel a lot. Take yeah. me to the airport. Okay. We're going to have to take a break. When we come back, we've got so much more tech. We're going to talk with the Whisker folks about uh, robot tech for your pets, the metaverse and Walmart and a virtual pharmacist back after this. You are back with the program. Kind of excited about this next segment, uh, John. Uh, I love how technology just kind of makes things easier and easier, especially when it comes to health. On the line, we've uh, got our guest, Jason Kennedy. He's the general manager of uh, TELUS's virtual pharmacy. A virtual pharmacy. Very cool. I, I love it. Thanks for joining us, Jason. Thanks for having me, guys. Before we jump into the virtual pharmacy, I think when a lot of people think of TELUS, they think of their cell phone. But you guys are into so much more, especially in in the health side. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, for TELUS Health has been around for almost 12 years now. Uh, healthcare IT is where we started out, really looking to empower uh, clinicians and practitioners in the healthcare ecosystem. And in the last three to four years, really branching, uh, using that healthcare IT expertise and going into the healthcare space in the form of virtual care, uh, TELUS healthcare centers, and now most recently with virtual pharmacy. Well, you, uh, you guys enable like the, the virtual doctor visits, don't you? Yeah, so we have two platforms. One is Telehealth Virtual Care, and the other is MyCare, and those are uh, virtual care platforms. And then where patients can go and you know log in and visit uh, with physicians or n- nurse practitioners. And we also have electronic medical records, which are physician solutions that also enable you know independent pharmacies and uh, sorry independent physicians and uh, your family physician with having virtual visits so we do it on both fronts the it and the the care side very cool uh so let's get into the virtual pharmacy i guess my first question what is a virtual pharmacy yeah so virtual pharmacy is really the idea of taking home delivery of your medication uh and wrapping around kind of a virtual care component that allows you to have control through an app and an online uh, portal, uh, visibility to your medications, triggering or refills of your medications, transferring your medications, the opportunity for a virtual visit with a pharmacist. So a video one-to-one with a pharmacist on appointments uh, and really taking that kind of that transactional mail order pharmacy to a different level through the virtual experience and in doing so kind of empowering the patient to be a little more in control and aware of their their medications so step us through this uh if i wanted to get signed up for this what what would i do yeah there's there's two ways you can you can do this you can download our mobile app on uh the itunes store or google play or you can go to our website at telespharmacy.com and you can register at that point and it takes you through a workflow that is really a registration information. Tell me a little bit about your medications. Tell me about your allergies. Do, are we transferring medications? If so, where are we, you know, what pharmacies are we going to transfer those medications? And do you need anything filled right now? And 
allows for you know you to in- insert your payment information as well as your insurance information to really create kind of a, a seamless kind of experience and have the, those medications delivered to your door. Jason, is this only for Telus customers, or can anybody use this service? Yeah, no, this is a public service. It's available. Sorry, it's available to the public, uh, so anyone can use it within Canada, with the exception of Quebec at the moment. Uh, so, if I'm already at another pharmacy, like let's say Shoppers Drug Mart, like how easy is that to transfer over? It's it's part of our initial workflow. It's very easy. We just need to know the name of the pharmacy and the name of your medications, and that triggers kind of our team to communicate with the your your community pharmacy and have those medications transferred. As part of that, we also ask, you know, do you need the medications now, or should we wait for you to tell us when you need the medication? So we're really putting the patient in control of that and providing that element of visibility to the patient. So as long as I know where my current <laughs> prescriptions are, uh, you guys will look after the rest. Absolutely, yeah. And um, as far as insurance and stuff, you're saying uh, I can put my insurance information in there and that is all taken care of as well? Yeah, whether it's, you know, uh, your drug card information or if you're, you know, uh, like a, someone who's covered through the province as an example, or just a cash pair, we and meaning you know you just have your credit card information. We we accept all forms of that, and so any other pharmacy would. And so I get signed up, and all my prescriptions are over at uh, the Telus Virtual uh, Pharmacy. Uh, do I pay for delivery then? Like, how long does it take to get the drugs? Yeah, so you don't pay for delivery. Delivery is included in the service, and you know we we strive for next day delivery pretty much everywhere in Canada. Uh, there's some areas within Canada where it's one to three days. Um, and so we can trigger that. And then we set up in the future what we would consider as refill reminders. So seven to 10 days before we remind you and we have that ready at your doorstep before you run out. And that's kind of one of the problems we're trying to solve here is this kind of adherence question of patients who, um, you know, sometimes forget to fill their medications or forget to pick up their medications. And so using technology to kind of help overcome that. We're talking uh, with Jason Kennedy. He's the general manager over at uh, the TELUS Virtual Pharmacy, uh, a way to get uh, your prescriptions and drugs online and uh, delivered. How long has this been going? Uh, we officially, the journey here is such that we acquired a pharmacy called Alliance February uh, uh, 16th of last year, 20. 20- uh, 21 and in september we rebranded and delivered kind of a technology uplift in october so the history of the mail order component and the fulfillment across canada has been 10 years plus uh the this digital layer we're really taking the expertise and know-how from the telus health ecosystem and layering it over top of that to create a better experience so that's only been since october until now and then really announcing this to the public earlier this week so even though it's new it's not like you guys are trying to figure this out as you go along. no and that's that's part of why we selected alliance as, as an acquisition target was they had a great footprint and track record of delivering medications already across Canada at scale. And so they, we found them to be an excellent kind of foundation on which we could you know, layer in this digital wrapper that really improves that experience. All the staff from Alliance are here and all the pharmacists and pharmacy staff continue to be with us. The, the, uh, the question I have, Jason, is just maybe a little bit in the weeds, but who is doing your deliveries? Like, is it Canada Post or is it some other courier service that's actually doing the deliveries? It's the critters they have. 
<laughs> they strap it to one of the rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the majority of our fulfillment is through Canada Post today and with FedEx as kind of a backup is what we use. Okay. And just one last question here. Uh, you talked about uh, a virtual visit with a pharmacist. Like how long does that take to set up? That's within your control in the in the uh, in the app. You have the opportunity to select a time and uh, a date that you'd like to speak with the pharmacist, and then you log in, and they'll log in, and you have that conversation. That can be anywhere from fifteen minutes to half an hour. Uh, it's on demand in terms of you can go into the app and at any point book it. We have booking windows uh, that are available, and um, you know what we really like about that is you know, versus your regular community pharmacy. Um, it's a little more private, a little more discreet, allows for a more fulsome conversation uh, versus having to worry about the three people behind you or the kid tugging on your leg <laughs> when you're maybe not in, in a good spot to actually receive the information to make sure you're getting the best benefit from your medication. Well, you need drugs, talk to Jason. He's uh, the general manager over at the TELUS Virtual Pharmacy. And so where so people have to download the app. Is there a website they can go to as well? Yep, telluspharmacy.com. And you can log into the portal there as well. But, you know, uh, portal or app both have the very same experience. That was Jason Kennedy from TELUS Virtual Pharmacy. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me, guys. When we come back from the break, more tech to talk. Stay tuned. You are back with the program, Mike and John here. Well, while we were down in the Consumer Electronics Show, we're always trying to find cool, innovative tech. And of course, we love pet tech as well, John. And we came across Whisker. Yeah, it's, uh, they had a pretty compelling display. They had a, a robot litter box and an automated pet feeder that we saw uh, on the show floor. And I've been wanting to try these for a while with my cat because it's never fun cleaning a litter box. <laughs> No, I mean, who likes that? Well, we can solve a lot of problems here. We've uh, got uh, Jason Zupke. He is uh, the president of Whisker. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, it's my pleasure. I appreciate uh, you guys inviting me on the show, and I uh, look forward to chatting with you. So we uh, we saw two of your products down there. Maybe we'll start uh, with the the litter box. Uh, you also had a, an automatic feeder, which we'll get to uh, shortly. Uh, but the the litter box, it it almost looks like a litter box from the future. It's like this little round pod that the 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 cat goes into. Can you explain to our listeners how it all works? Sure. Yeah, the litter robot is uh, the first of its kind. We originally came out with the sifting process back in two thousand. Um, we are now on our third and a half evolution of the litter robot. Uh, the third evolution was a non connected, and then we added the connected about two years later. So this model specifically, um, Litter Robot 3 Connect, is a self-cleaning litter box for cats. Each time the cat enters the unit, a weight sensor detects the cat. And seven minutes after the cat leaves, it'll automatically begin a cycle, as if your cat was flushing its own toilet. Um, The way that our process works is essentially a litter drum. Kind of looks like a cement mixer for those people that can't visualize it easily right now. Um, and it turns after each use using gravity to separate the clean litter from the dirty litter, depositing the waste into the carbon filtered drawer beneath, and then it comes back around and returns to its home position. So it's, it's basically just sifting the waste out and uh, putting back the, uh, the good litter, essentially, right? 
That is correct. And it deposits it into the carbon filter drawer, which, which does a really great job containing those traditional cat box odors. And, and sorry, how is it connected now? So um, kind of hit home for me personally. Uh, I was part of the early uh, beta group, of course. Um, and I had helped to ideate the original version of the app, which flags you if you want, uh, based on your notification preferences, every time your cat goes to the bathroom. In my household, my cat goes approximately 2.2 times per day. So I have no problem getting my notifications every day, every time. And all of a sudden, the litter box was notifying me over and over and over and over that my cat was getting in and out and in and out of the unit. My wife walked over to go check on the cat, and little did we know, the cat was sitting outside the litter box, very uncomfortable, and we rushed her to the vet, and we were able to flag a crystal in her urinary tract before it became a problem. And so it hit home for me when we were in our early beta test of how powerful this could be. Fast forward a couple of years, we have several hundred thousand people using the Litter Robot Connect, and uh, the pro- the the product continues to get smarter over time and we are able to flag irregularities. We're able to notify you when the drawer is full. You're able to see in real time how full the drawer is so that you know when to empty it. There's some other fun settings in there as well, but all in all, it's a really great product, especially for people who want the litter box out of sight, but not out of mind. Well, it's interesting. When I first heard the connected part, I thought, well, that's kind of gimmicky. Yeah, probably you can tell when it's full. But I love that story about the health aspect of that. I mean, that could really help, uh, you know, live, uh, have your pet live a longer life if you can catch things early, right? Indeed. I think with cats, um, you know, oftentimes a lot of their health issues can be tracked back to the litter box. And, you know, I'm a cat person. I love my cat. But at the end of the day, I don't want to scoop a litter box, but I still want to know what's going on with my pet's health. And I think that's a really exciting opportunity for Litter Robot and our continued development on the platform itself as we think more about pet health. I think it's really interesting, too, how um, on your website, you basically position it that this is basically a clean litter box every time. So the problem I have is my cat goes to the litter box in the middle of the night and then comes up and snuggles with me on the bed and I can tell she was just at the litter box because it's not clean. Um, how does this, um, uh, you know, the the cleaning part of it? I mean, you're basically you're you're sifting through the 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 waste material, getting rid of that. Do you have to use specific kinds of litter for this? Sure. So uh, the litter robot we we view as a a household appliance. So when you think about your dishwasher, your washing machine, you shouldn't be subjected to having to always buy their soaps or their detergents. We believe that you should be able to use any clumping litter with the litter robot. And we don't hold you specifically to any of our products. Don't get me wrong. We're happy to sell them to you. We have some great accessories, but we do not require that you use any of them. And with regard to the clean uh, bed of litter each time, you know, I draw the analogy to we as humans would not want to use a dirty toilet. If it wasn't flushed, we're probably not going to want to use it. And we believe that cats should have that same choice. So with the litter robot, having a clean bed of litter each time, it's better for your cat and that they have a clean place to go. And without getting too graphic here, it's better for your pillows when they have clean feet. <laughs> yes, <it is. laughs> I would uh, concur. 
uh, with that. Uh, how much? What's the price on this? Uh, you're down in the U.S. So what's the U.S. pricing there? Uh, the, in the U.S., it's uh, $549. It comes with a 90-day in-home trial, 18-month warranty, and we proudly design and assemble the litter robots here in America. We have a very large facility down in Juneau, Wisconsin, and we take a lot of pride in the fact that they're you know built right in America. Let's move on to the, the next product now. You've got an automatic feeder for pets. Uh, tell us about the, the name of this and, and how it works. Sure. The feeder is called the Feeder Robot. Um, and I proudly have not fed my dog in almost two and a half years. Um, <laughs> you know, it sounds funny when you say it, but all I got to do is fill up my hopper and I got to do it about every 10 days. And I get a notification saying your feeder robot is running low. Please add more food. And I go and I add more food. I have my dog on a very good schedule, which allows me <clears throat> specifically with my dog, I have a 60, 62, 63 pound yellow lab. And every time the summer comes around, she tends to lose weight. Every time the winter comes around, she tends to put on a few. As we play with her more in the summertime and I'm able to run her more being in Michigan, there's a lot of snow. Um, you know, in the winter, I tend to be a little bit lazier. And so what I've been able to do is adjust my schedule so that she's not consuming as much when she's not running as much. And so I found that it's a very helpful tool to have everything in a scheduler in my phone. But then for the pets that don't overeat, we have a gravity mode as well. So you can just set it and there's always a certain amount of food in the bowl. And then, you know, every pet is different. So we've tried to accommodate for that. That's a feature that I really like is... I have a, a feeder now that I got off Amazon and the problem I have is that it just keeps dispensing all the time because it doesn't know that she hasn't eaten anything, but yours actually can keep sort of like the bowl filled all the time and just sort of tops up whatever she takes away. So you're not spilling over. It's making like a horrible grinding sound because it's trying to feed where it can't. And I think this is a, the perfect solution for that. Jacob, how much is this going to cost? The feeder robot retails for 249 US. 249. We're talking with uh, Jacob Zupke. He is uh, the president over at Whisker. They make all sorts of cool pet tech from robotic uh, kitty litter uh, pods to automatic pet feeders. Thanks for joining us. And where can people find out more information about all this? Go to litterrobot.com. And for those people that are driving that may not remember that, catpoop.com. You certainly cannot unhear that. (laughs) That's awesome. I love it. Thanks for joining us, Jacob. Thank you as well. Appreciate it. When we come back from the break, more tech to talk. Stay tuned. You are back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with John Beeler. We're talking more and more about the metaverse. This is uh, part of what's called Web3. It uh, is kind of the augmented or virtual reality world that is coming to the internet and connected devices. I guess when we think of virtual reality, we think of you know the the goggles or the helmets. Augmented reality would be glasses that still let you see the real world but have all sorts of other kind of information could be text or graphics uh, that display on on the glasses whatever way you get into it it it's coming and it's it's kind of a challenging thing to wrap your head around uh, john like we're still trying to figure it out well and i think it's going to be different for different people i mean right now we're seeing sort of these pockets of it in the gaming space, we're seeing it in the online shopping space, we're seeing it in the educational space. But the holy grail of all these things, and I keep using that term, uh, is to bring it all together. So it's like the internet where you just go to your browser and you do all those things in the same place. 
the idea behind the metaverse or web three is that you're going to go to one place and all these things will be there and everyone's trying to be that place. So Facebook even rebranded to meta to sort of imply that they want to be that place. Walmart just filed a bunch of trademarks and um, uh, a whole bunch of things in the U S for putting their stake in the ground. And this is for everything like financial services. They're going to provide a digital token that you can use for online shopping and this online community that they're supposedly building. Um, and we're even seeing a big land rush in virtual real estate lately where people are spending millions for virtual land. I still, I have a hard time with that, John, because there's no standard out there yet. Do you know what I mean? Like Facebook right. is creating their own metaverse. There are literally hundreds, if not thousands different kind of virtual worlds right now. So sure, I could pay, for example, a million dollars to buy space in Facebook's metaverse, not that you can do that yet, right. or I don't know if you will ever be able to, but let's pretend you can. That's not necessarily going to translate over to some of these other ones that are out there. Well, ultimately, you want to go where the people are, yeah. where the people want to go, and having this compelling experience that's accessible, that's the key, right? It has to be something that the average person, the mainstream person could figure out, doesn't require a lot of expensive computer hardware or a game console or fancy goggles to experience, um, there's certainly going to be those places. And some of those places kind of exi- exist now. Like Facebook owns Oculus, which has the Quest 2 headset, which is a very popular headset that allow people to have these immersive experiences. And we've talked about this before. And you know they're on the verge of coming out with a new headset. We don't know when it's coming, but it's going to be smaller, lighter, cheaper, probably more immersive. And it just depends on what the metaverse is going to be for you. Like, do you really want to be sitting on your couch with a goggle with goggles on all day? And that's how you use the internet. Most people probably wouldn't want to live that way. Yeah. You know, what is it? So like Walmart, for example, is going in big time on this. Like they're hiring, you know, people to help them build out this whole world or strategy. They're also trademarking, names like verse to home verse to curb verse to store so i think they're envisioning and some you know from some of the screenshots i'm seeing um like a virtual world where you could go put your little goggles on and actually go into a walmart store and browse the aisles like so you could do your grocery shopping and that's kind of one of the challenges john when you're doing online grocery shopping for example it's not the same right like yeah when i go to the grocery store i'm picking up items that i i might not have had on my list right because i'm going by them in the aisles so the idea is that you know, these virtual shopping aisles would kind of give you that similar experience. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, definitely. I, I am a shopper. I love browsing uh, real stores because you don't even necessarily know what you're looking for, especially if you're coming into a store that you've never been into before. It's different. Like if it's a grocery store or a very specific brand of clothing or something like that. But if you're in a new town, you come across a new store, you want to look around and, it's really difficult to do that unless you have a really good web store. But even then, how, how am I going to get there, right? Versus having these virtual malls, say, for example, where it's a collection of these different brands or stores all in one place. And perhaps there's some incentive for you to go there because you've got some coupons or something else, right? Like, it's going to be really interesting to see how people adopt this 
because there's there's some you know some trickery that's going to happen trying to convince you to come to their store. Yeah. And how is that going to look? Trickery. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean marketing. Yeah. Tricks, right? Yeah. Um compelling free, reasons. free virtual eggs for every right. loaf of bread, what? <laughs> <laughs> but but it also it's going to be I think like I said early on I, th- I think it's going to be different for everybody because it depends on how you go in there like if you're literally going to go shopping at Safeway that's going to be a very different experience than if you're looking to spend a couple hours being entertained by something in the metaverse yeah right whether you're going to go watch a comedy show virtually or you're going to play a video game virtually or you're going to go clothing shopping and getting to create an avatar that is the actual size that you are. And in this world, you can go to Urban Outfitters and try on clothes yeah, and see how they'll fit and see how they'll look even, potentially. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a crazy world. Like Walmart's even talking about having physical fitness training courses. So obviously right. you'd put on your goggles and you'd be in the gym yeah, doing the aerobics class or CrossFit class. Um, it's, it's interesting, too, because Walmart's been using virtual reality for a while. They actually use it to train their managers of their stores. That explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Walmart. <laughs> anyway, we're, we, we're continuing to, to kind of keep up on this. And, uh, you know, as we learn more about it and uh, can make sense of it, uh, you know, obviously we'll bring it up here on uh, the radio program. We are going to have to take a break when we come back. More Tech to Talk. Stay tuned. You're back with Get Connected, Mike and John here. Don't forget, we also have a sister show. It's called The App Show. It's on across Canada on the Chorus Radio Network on the very station that you're probably listening to right now, Saturday nights on uh, Toronto. Uh, On this week's App Show, it's pretty cool. We'll be talking about uh, a new game, an online game that is sweeping the internet called Wordle and how you can play it and why it's kind of fun. We'll also be talking about cryptocurrency and the different apps it's such a confusing thing for a lot of people, including me. I'm still trying to figure this all out. You know, I know we've heard of Bitcoin, but there are dozens of other types of cryptocurrencies and tokens. We'll have Gray Williams on the line to help us walk through it, what it means, and the different types of apps you can use to actually buy, sell, and, and trade these things. And uh, of course, we'll be covering uh, the Doug Ford story about distractive dri- distracted driving doing a, a video call while you're driving in a snowstorm. Not a good thing. Uh, don't forget to hit our website, getconnectedmedia.com. We've got all our podcasts up there and radio shows and uh, lots of great videos, how-tos, and uh, some articles uh, as well. I want to thank John and Christina and the rest of the group that helped put the show together. We will see you again next time.